Thank you for listening in. Contending for our faith literally means to fight for it. Today's world continually reminds us that essential component of faith. As we stand firm, we should not be surprised or shocked by what we see and hear because Almighty God said these things would be. God is our salvation, our Savior, our all in all. We have everything we need when we look to Him, the author and finisher of our faith. Have your Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. You're not going to cuss somebody out. You're not going to mess with somebody that's not your wife. You're not going to get into pornography because you have a reverential fear of God. You're not going to slander and gossip and backbite and all of these things because you have a reverential fear of him. It says, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him. I believe in angels. I believe in demons. And some folk are under demonic oppression and possession. I also believe in angels of light, holy angels, God's vessels of, and servants that move at his beckoning call. And when he says something like he said to angel Gabriel, go talk to Joseph. And right there, he's talking to Joseph. They move at his bidding. And I believe angels are all around us. I like that old song that says all night, all day, angels watching over me, my Lord. Second Thessalonians three, chapter three, verse three also says, but the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Who is the evil one? The devil. That's another name for the devil. Beloved, if God doesn't keep you, you won't be kept. Furthermore, as we reflect on our life's history and see all the things that our Lord has protected us from. Has the Lord protected you from something? Especially in our foolish, remember some of the foolish things you've done, you, you and I have done, and, the, and God kept us in spite of ourselves? Huh? And remember the things God has kept you through? I mean, how many of you been in a car wreck and you, you, you came off, God kept you? How many of you went up in a plane and you flew and turbulence hit and you caught your heart and you land and said it was a bad flight? No, if you got off to talk about it, it was a good flight. It was a good flight. Oh, I, oh, I don't care how bumpy it was. If you got off and got your briefcase and you said bye, it was a good flight. Why don't you... It was a good flight. Good flight, good flight. Very good flight. Kept you through your issues. Kept you through your waywardness, your rebellions, your rebellion. Didn't give you what you deserve. He kept you from and he kept you through. And and knowing what he has kept us from and kept us through... This should increase our confidence and our trust in him today as we witness so many terrible things unfolding right before our very eyes. Number six, if you don't have, if you do not have intimacy and closeness with God, you will live in fear. How close 
to God are you? James chapter 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinner. Let the Lord clean your life up and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Make up your mind whom you're going to serve. You can't be in the devil's camp and the Lord's camp at the same time. The closer you get to God, the less fears you will have in your life. When your fellowship with Christ is broken because of the lust of the flesh, when your fellowship with God is broken because of the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, fear will wreak havoc in your life. Perhaps some of you are fretful today because there is not an inner desire to draw closer to the Savior. Some of you are not close. You don't sing like you used to sing. We had songs being sung. Some of y'all didn't open your mouth one time. They prayed, you didn't pray. Some of you just looked stoic. And then the Cowboys or the Spurs or whoever your team is, or well, it's not to get well, whatever you like. When that's all, you whoo, you jumping, you screaming, and you're howling, and you get in here. And Katie, praise the Lord. <laughs> can't wave your hand, can't shed a tear. I wouldn't have a God I couldn't feel sometimes. It makes you move, makes you shout. Yeah, he just arrests you. He envelops you. You come in here burdening and he rolls your burdens away. You, you leave out of here light as a feather with a sense of purpose and a sense of direction. Your heart is fixed and your mind is made up to live and to serve him with all your heart, with all your mind, soul, and spirit to the glory of God. Perhaps some of you are fretful today because there is not an inner desire to draw closer to the Savior. You're not close. You're distant. Barely come to church. Barely give to God financially. Don't serve in one ministry of the church. You're just a professional seat warmer. (laughs) Beloved, the closer you get to the Savior, you will experience less fear and more rest The closer you get to the Savior, you will experience less fear and more contentment. The closer you get to the Savior, you'll experience less fear and more security. Number seven, you must choose not to live in fear. That's a big one. You must choose. Not to live in fear. My friend, living in fear is a choice. You fear because you choose to. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. And neither let it be afraid. Beloved, you get to choose whether you want to live in fear or not to live in fear. Let me just tell you this. You have to consciously, say consciously. You have to consciously surrender anything that you can potentially be afraid of to the Lord. And resist 
the temptation to pick it back up. Okay? Bring your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. But when you leave the Lord, you take them right back from the feet of Jesus. And you're miserable. You have to consciously surrender anything that you could potentially be afraid of to the Lord and resist the temptation to pick it back up again. Number eight, if you're going to have victory over fear, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And he will keep us from being overcome by fear. Don't look at the world. Don't just stay fixated on the media and the pundits and the people who think they know and they were saying this on this station and this on this station and this on this station. You got this talk show and the folk are just all over the place. And you just turning channel to channel to channel to channel. Why don't you pick up the book and read Isaiah 4110? You're not going to find them saying that on the news. What if an anchor man says, hey, y'all, settle down? What if you got that on CNN? And Fox, ABC, NBC, TZKT. <laughs> and they said, I got news for all y'all out there. I'm going to settle y'all down because y'all need help. I sense somebody fearing out there. And he says, fear not. For I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you. When the winds blow and the breakers dash, I will hold you through fiery trials. I will hold you through troubled times. I will hold you through disappointment. I will hold you through setbacks. I will hold you through betrayal. I got you. Settle down and rest in me. If you heard that on any of those news stations, I think we'll all pass out. (laughs) Number nine, reading and meditating on the word of God will encourage, strengthen, and give us hope in turbulent times. Reading and meditating on the word of God will encourage, strengthen, and give us hope in turbulent times. I want everybody with a Bible to turn to Romans 15.4. Turn to Romans 15.4. I love this passage. You say that on all of them. I say I just love the Bible. It says, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning. The Bible has documented things through the spirit. And all the things that Israel went through, all the things that the prophets went through, the things that the psalmist refers to, all were written for our learning. You got to learn the word of God. You can't kind of know it. You can't glance it. You got to read it, then reread it, then reread it. You got to think about it, chew it, and then read it some more for our learning, that that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, that's the book of the law, 
might have hope. When you read this book and you get serious about the Bible, it will increase your learning. This book, if you read it and apply it, will increase your patience. This book will comfort you when everybody else is falling falling apart, falling to pieces. And this book will give you hope. As we read the Bible, we are greatly encouraged by the saints who stood in the face of fear and obeyed God and left the consequences to him. For example, Joseph, who was in prison because of his, he was in prison because of his righteous stance before God. He stood for what he believed. He wouldn't submit and have sex with another man's wife. Could that be said of you, brethren? Daniel in the lion's den, he stood. And because he stood, he was thrown in the den of lions. The three Hebrew boys were put in the fiery furnace because they wouldn't bow down and worship King Nebuchadnezzar. Paul and Silas beaten and thrown in jail. And above all, Christ, who encountered death threats, was beaten unjustly, spit upon, slapped in the face, condemned in kangaroo courts, put on a cross, died on the cross in our place, then was buried in the grave and rose third day Sunday. All for you, me, and all of humanity, he made salvation available But you have to believe it and you have to receive it. You can reject the gospel and end up in hell. Or you can believe the gospel and act on it. And Jesus will come in and inhabit your soul. Salvation is the life of God living in the soul. He put eternity in you. And putting your trust in Christ alone, faith alone, to the glory of God alone, qualifies you for heaven alone. Lastly, number 10, embracing and resting in the promises of God will remove fear and bring comfort to troubled hearts. I say it again, embracing and resting in the promises of God will remove fear. There are thousands of promises in this book and bring comfort to troubled hearts. Now, I just want you to jot these down. I'm going to give you some scripture scripture promises today, and then I'm going to give you some more next week. So I don't want to give you all of what God has given me at one time. You You can't spiritually digest it all. So let me just give you, but I just want you to write the reference down and during your quiet time, whether you're in a bed or sitting in your your chair on a couch, then go over these scriptures and you will find blessed assurance inherent within them. Isaiah 4110, that's the one we did today. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Genesis 50, 21. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you 
and your little ones. Not only will he take care of you, he's going to take care of your children. And he, co- he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. That's Genesis 50, 21. Exodus 14, 13. Exodus 14, 13 says, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Exodus 14, 13a. Joshua 1, 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Nehemiah 4, 14 says, Don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious and fight for your brothers and fight for your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Nehemiah 4.14. Psalms 56.11 says, In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? (laughs) What can man do to me? Psalms 56.11. Proverbs 3.24-26. Proverbs 3.24-26 says, When you lie down, You will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. When you trust God, hope in God, he says, I'll put you to sleep. Snore like a baby. Do not be afraid of sudden terror. That terror can be sudden viruses, certain calamities, certain hurricanes, certain floods. Sudden tornadoes, all these things. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. This is their day. It's the best it's going to get for them. They're headed to hell if they don't repent and be converted. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Oh, I love this last one for now. I have more for next week. 2 Timothy 1.7. Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Ooh, you need to underline that. Let's say, it, let's say it together. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Let's say it again. For God. I want you to say it a little bit louder. You're weak on that. Come on. For God has not. Can you say it a little bit louder? That's right. Well, if he didn't give you fear, what did he give you? But of power and of love and of a sound mind. Power. I've given you power. I've given you love. A sound mind. When your mind is sound, you're not in confusion. When you're not, when you have a sound mind, you think straight. You can process properly. Your mind is healthy. Your mind is whole. Your, 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 your mind, your mind, your mind, your mind is full of God and His Word. 
and is protected by the word of God, the spirit of God, to the glory of God. Now, I pose a question as I close. If you have a spirit of fear, then who gave it to you? Uh-oh. Did I say that? If it didn't come from God, then where did it come from? Came from the enemy. The evil one. Satan wants you afraid. Because he knows if he can get you all worked up, bent out of shape, listening to the fear mongers, listen, you're going to be short on a short fuse. You're going to be a hot mess. You're going to be all over the place. You're going to be misdirected. A spirit of fear comes from the devil. Boldness, strength, love, confidence, assurance, a sound mind comes from the spirit of a living God. Do I have a witness out there? God has not given you a spirit of fear. In the name of Jesus, I pray that fear be cast out of his people so that you can live to the maximum of your potential to the glory of almighty God and all of God's children said. Let's pray. And Father, thank you for redirecting me in this message. We have a word that we can share with our families, our co-workers, our children, our grandchildren, our extended families. We have a timely word we can share with our neighbors, to those in the doctor's office, the dental office, to those who are in a line at a grocery store. Inherent in these words are freedom and peace like only you can give. Father, help us not to be too afraid to come to church, too afraid to go to the store, too afraid to go to your child's game, too afraid to go anywhere because of this and because of that and what if this and what if that. And we'll paralyze Embolden us, O God. Comfort us. And Father, we know that that you are able to keep us in times like these. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. And all God's children said. Again, I say to you, I want you to listen to me, and I want you to look at me, and I want you to listen to me. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have, a, you have every right to be afraid. Matter of fact, you have a right to even be terrified because you're one breath, one step away from dying and going to hell. Just one breath. 
You don't have to be sick to die. You can just die. We've had people to die in church. Now, some folk die in the wrong places. Some folk have died in church. Boy, what a, what a testimony. You got, a, you got every reason. To, you say, well, I, I, too many people, too many this. Why are you fearing a crowd? Nobody have a heaven or hell to send you to. You get right with God for yourself. People are praying that you move this way. You are stopping you. And Satan is speaking in your hearing saying, don't move next time. Got to get this. Got to get that. Rationalization and all of this stuff. Talk you out of the greatest decision in your life and you miss God. There are others of you, the truth be told, your faith need to be shored up. You've been duped. You've been had. You've been scared. You've been uneasy, unsettled, apprehensive. And God has used and will use this message, Lord permitting, next week to get your attention so that you can stand up, be courageous, and walk by faith. And if you want that kind of walk, I want you to come stand over here so I can pray God's hope, assurance, faith. Pray for an increase of faith in your life, increase of hope, an increase of confidence in Christ, an increase of wisdom to handle life issues. And use wisdom and discretion as to what you can do and what you can't do and when you can do it and when not to. That takes wisdom from God. You need more wisdom. Contending for our faith is worth the fight against Satan's tricks of his trade. He won't stop trying to circumvent our faith. Therefore, we must keep God first in all we do to resist him. We must be steadfast in exercising our authority in the name of Jesus to thwart Satan's efforts. We will be the recipients of God's perfect plan for each of us if we contend for the faith, or we will suffer the dire consequences. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.